I'm Abby Gibb, and welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes Podcast, a Soulfire production. Hey, love, welcome to another episode of Full Body Fuck Yes with your host, me. I'm Abby Gibb, and I have been wanting to get into this topic since I started the podcast. Today, I sit down with my dear friend, holistic nutritionist to the A-list stars, Alyssa Goodman. Alyssa has a world-renowned detox program featured by like, you know, little things like Goop and Glamour Magazine. But today, today, y'all, we are going to talk about something she has never shared. At 58, I did my first psilocybin journey. And they're like, my mom's doing mushrooms. The healing properties of psychedelic mushrooms and why she and I see our autoimmune diseases and cancer as a gift, but not like in a Hallmark bullshit way. I swear to God, a month later, my thyroid numbers were perfect. It was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. Alyssa battled cancer and Hashimoto's in her 30s and lost her husband to cancer in his mid 40s. So suddenly Alyssa becomes a single mom of two little girls who vows to take back her health. Now I know that you're going to find Alyssa's story incredibly powerful, but this is just a gentle reminder that yours is too, which is why I put together the craft your signature story course. It is my signature formula that every major influencer from Brene Brown to frankly, Oprah also uses, but just doesn't want you to know about it. And once you unlock your signature story, growing a social media following, becoming a viral guest on podcasts, selling out of your programs, frankly, becomes so much more natural and embodied. The link is in the show notes and fancy lawyers tell me that I have to tell you we are not providing any medical advice on this podcast episode or supporting illegal drug use. You should always talk to your doctor. All right, now to Alyssa. Okay, my love. It's been a long time coming for this conversation. You know, funny thing I noticed real quick, Miss Alyssa Goodman. <laughs> I was uh, checking through my emails and I realized, okay, ready for this flashback time machine here? 2015. I applied to be your intern. Uh-huh. Yep. Ready? What? Uh-huh. Ready? So 2015, I go back to school to be a holistic nutritionist. And during class, I had, I needed to get an internship, not just hours, but like an actual internship. I found my application. <laughs> I sent you. Okay. And then 2018, I have my own health show. Your guest, we become friends. I fall madly in love with all things Alyssa Goodman. <laughs> 2021, you're on my podcast. How crazy is our world? It's really beautiful. Six years I later. Mean, isn't that beautiful? It was, I mean, the minute I met you, I was like, I need to know this woman. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just loved your energy. I loved you know, the light, you know, you brought into the world. I mean, just everything about you. You were light and energetic and just like full of love. So I, I was attracted first thing. Same. And now we're hard. <laughs> and now we're here. But first, my love, we just were chatting before we pressed record about what this panorama panini giant mm. pause has given us. And as two very outgoing people, I think it's really interesting that we came to very similar understandings about ourselves. So share real quick what this giant global pause has done for you and your self-awareness. 
Oh God, talk about magic. Um, and just the biggest gift ever, one of the biggest gifts ever, but my whole life I was so, I was born and brought up to be social. My family was really social and my parents would go out every night. Um, they weren't big drinkers. They were just, they were people, you know, people, and they loved people's people and they loved, and they also were really good at, at networking and schmoozing and all that stuff. So they trained us to do that. So I was in sales for years. So I had to do that. And then I just got accustomed to it as part of my life. And then the pandemic hit and it hit like right around my 60th birthday, which was kind of a bummer because I was going to have a big party for my 60th. But at the beginning, it was really rough because I was so social and so used to being out a lot and being with people because people fuel me, you know, the intimacy, like you said, you know, when you meet these special humans and you're with them physically, they really do add a lot to your world, right? And you're, they add a lot to your heart and your soul and very, it's a very deep spiritual connection as we had when we met. Yeah. So, and it was hard for about three months. And then I realized, Ooh, I really like this. I like that, you know, I don't have to be on. I didn't realize how hard it was for me to be performing. And it didn't come naturally for me. So it, it just, re- I realized that at the very beginning, I didn't really love spending time with myself. And then I quickly had to adjust that thinking and kn- know that I wasn't going to get through the pandemic if I had, didn't become okay with hanging out with myself. And also I needed to learn that lesson overall, you know, to be really okay with me. you know, just love myself, love who I am with my flaws and all the stuff that comes along with it, because that was keeping me from really actually ultimately healing from some things like the hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's and digestive issues and insomnia I was experiencing like three years ago and, and up until like two years ago. So I felt like that was a big part of it all. And the pandemic gave me that gift to actually fall in love with myself again, to realize that I really was important, not in an ego way, but in a very, to me, I was yes. important. So yes. what did you now find? I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, now I don't want to go back out in the world. That's what I was going to ask, because I that's don't. kind of what I've noticed is that I think I'm a very um, extroverted introvert. Yes. I've realized about I love myself. that term. That's, that's how I feel now. And I don't want to go, you and I were social butterflies. Yeah. I loved it. And now I find it like, it's like a muscle I lost maybe. And I don't know if I want to train it again. Does that make sense? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Same. I, I find this interesting about you and me about this conversation around performing and always being on. and. I talked about that recently on an Instagram post that really landed apparently with a lot of people about catching myself, even my coach saying on this podcast, like, Hey, you're performing still you're performing, not performing. And I was like, well, shit, ain't that the truth? (laughs) And I had to sit with it, you know, and it was a gut punch, but I don't, I don't want to be on anymore. Alyssa, I don't want to be on. And I know a lot of people listening are, are nodding right now going, yeah. So let's just chat for it's a exhausting. Second. It is. Okay. And so here's the deal. Alyssa, you're in LA, you're, you're in the like 
you know, a a list celebrity nutritionist to the stars, Us Weekly, all like the fancy shit that that culture really promotes and expects you to be on, which is part of why I left California. Because as I say, for me and only me, my experience is that it's like being a recovering alcoholic living over a bar. Like (laughs) it's, I'm sure somebody can do it. I just can't. Yes. How do you do this? Like real talk. That is a really good point. What you just brought up the analogy of that, because, um, you know, I think that I am a lot, I've learned that I'm a lot tougher, you know, in terms of than I thought, you know, when, once you get to a place of where you really have self-respect and self-love and honor who you are as a person, then it's easier to live over that bar, you know, like a recovering alcoholic. I mean, it has been so much easier for me. Um, you know, I still have a little FOMO and all that, but not as much because I constantly now talk to myself and say, okay, hold up, you know, what's the true essence here that you're trying to achieve for yourself? And, you know, what's, what's, what are you really missing out on? And I know it's nothing because all those years we, we are out there doing it. We've done it. Um, you know, I mean, what we're missing out on is I feel for myself is really making sure that I'm calm and centered and grounded and, and really have the love in my heart to give to clients, to give to people that are around me that I want to nourish and nurture. So that's my goal. And I don't know how I was able to do it before this pandemic, because this is what I've really learned over the last year and a half. And I just now so much more enjoy you know, working with clients on ongoing and being on Zooms with them, being on Zooms with my um, cleansers. It's just so much fun now to meet them and to just feel like I can give them so much where I felt like I think before I was, I, I was exhausted. So I wasn't giving as much as I would like to, and then I'd beat myself up over it. Mm-hmm. So that for me has just been the most incredible experience is to, when you first and foremost honor who you are. And like you said, with that, you know, when you manifest that you want people to come into your world, it's the same thing with honoring who you are and loving yourself. Um, because then the good stuff is going to happen for you. You know, then you're going to heal from illnesses. You're going to, you know, have people want to be around you because you're so centered and grounded and they can feel the love coming from you. It wasn't healthy. And isn't it interesting that even three years ago, you're being honest and saying, hey, I cared so much and I knew that this could help so many people that I overworked myself, that I didn't nourish myself, that I got to a breaking point, even when we're offering so much healing and and hope to everyone but ourselves. So how do you walk that fine line now? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. You know? Yeah. Um, We all can relate to this, you know, the overachiever in us, the, you know, just, I hit a wall. I I actually three years ago got the worst insomnia. I've never had insomnia in my life. And I got insomnia that I could not cure from holistically, you know, even drugs I started to take because I couldn't sleep. And it was probably one of the worst things it felt like worse than my cancer diagnosis, honestly, being up all night. And I had hit a wall. Like, you know, I think that my body and my emotional and spiritual 
myself was just like hit the wall and I just couldn't keep going. And it was telling me, you know, giving me a message like, you've got to get this together or you're not going to be able to continue doing what you're doing. So when I did that, I I did do a psilocybin journey. So yeah, my kids thought I was a little crazy. (laughs) I'm (laughs) here for it. I'm 61 and at 58, I did my first psilocybin journey and they're like, my mom's doing mushrooms. Like what the heck? And after my first journey with a shaman who was lovely, just a private journey, um, I started sleeping again. And in that journey, a lot of things came up for me. What happened was I, you know, I was sick a lot growing up as a kid. I was always labeled the sick kid. I had a low white blood cell count. So there was a lot going on with me and I got the cancer and I got hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and celiac and shingles and all kinds of illnesses, sinus and tonsillitis. I mean, you name it. And so I always was kind of on hyper alert mode, wondering when the next illness was going to come and worried that I was going to get sick. And then also worried about my girls because their dad died at 45 with cancer and I had cancer. So in this journey, you know, the shaman said, what do you want to ask? And what do you want to learn from it? And I said, I want to find out if everything's going to be okay. And the universe in its way of, you know, responding while, while on the mushrooms said to me, everything is going to be okay. For the first time in my life, I felt what it felt like to have calm and peace and not have to look over my shoulder and to feel that visceral feeling of, oh, I, I am going to be okay. You know, like I don't have to worry about the next illness coming. I don't have to be on hyper alert mode. All of those things. It was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. You know, I, I saw that my girls were going to be okay. Yes. We're, we're going to have shit happen to us still. You know, it's not like our life is going to be just smooth sailing, but I just saw that we could handle it. Like all three of us could handle it. I could handle it. And to feel the feeling of calmness for the first time in my 58 years and to sense that feeling of like, wow, I have a lot to offer the world and I want to give so much. And first I needed to give the love to myself um, and to actually give myself love during the journey and feel what that felt like. Everything else was like just history after that. It was just like, oh my, I revisit that feeling consistently. So that you know, once you feel it in your bones, I mean, you don't have to do a journey to feel it. You could do breath work and meditation and right. I mean, you don't have to do this plant medicine if you're not interested in it. Also, it's not legal yet in some States, most States, but, um, you know, when you get it, when you really feel it and you want to get back to that feeling and you could revisit it, um, that's where it's all is, you know, that is what it's all about. I feel like that is the gold. Yes, that's the gold, Mm -hmm. Alyssa Goodman. That (laughs) is the gold. The first time that I went on a journey and I'm a very big proponent of it for healing purposes. Yeah, same. Yeah, I was in Washington state, the first state to legalize it. And I'm at the top of this mountain. I haven't shared this on the podcast yet. This Ooh, is fun. Interesting. This, yeah. this is fun. This is fun, Alyssa. This is fun. So I'm at the top of this mountain and I'm laying down on this big rock and hand a Bible, whatever your thing is, this is exactly what happened. All of a sudden, 
the entire sky opens up. And I don't know how else to say, except if there is a heaven, it was singing. And the song was Lucy in the sky with diamonds from the Beatles. Okay. And then, you know, like how you have those Instagram filters that put the sparkles on everything. The whole world just became sparkly diamonds. Okay. Yeah. And then I shit you not DNA (laughs) spirals started coming down from the clouds and went into my body. Oh my God. I love and it, this. And look, I mean, I have full chills. Like <laughs> this, chills. this really happened. And it came down into my body. I felt it very clearly. And it said to me, you are safe. You are fully yeah. healed. It's okay. And it's always going to be okay. Mm. You're healthy now and you'll always be healthy. I released the deepest fear. I believe we carry this, especially those of us that were meant to carry the gift of healing. Okay. And I really believe that that is a gift. And I want to, of course, talk to you about that as somebody who also went through so many autoimmunes, cancer scares. I had shingles. I mean, we, our story is in some ways so scarily parallel. And I felt that very deep visceral feeling that you did of every time I got a cold, when I, even when I got, um, I got COVID before we, before the whole, you know, right when it first started, first reaction I had was this is Lyme. Lyme's coming back. Yeah. This, and by the way, just for anybody that has never hopefully ever had to experience Lyme, how people describe COVID for me and my lived experience, that was me every day for five years. That how people describe like the worst part of COVID that for me, that was it every damn day. So of course I'm fearful that I'm going to have that feeling again. And of course Lyme is hard. Oh God, it was so hard. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and such a gift though. Honestly, honestly, I'd do it again. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else, but I wouldn't take it back. I would not take it back, but I digress. So DNA, you know, from the mushroom God (laughs) is inside of me, Alyssa. (laughs) And uh, my last like symptom of Lyme went away that day and has never come <gasps> back since. Oh my God. Fundamentally that is, healed. Fundamentally. That is, oh God. That's see, okay. That is this, that I can't is make so this incredible. Up. I know you, we can't make this up because the same thing happened to me where this, I had this energy that was, you know, pulsating uh, between my hands and my shaman said, what do you want to do? Where do you want to put that energy? And I put the energy on my thyroid and I swear to God, a month later, my thyroid numbers were perfect. Yeah. Now I do take a bovine like yeah supplement for it, not an over-the-counter medication. So it's not like, you know, I don't, I have to support it because I had radiation to the thyroid, but everything since then thyroid related, even my Hashimoto's, you know, went into remission. I mean, I know it's, it's that alignment of energy. It's that belief system. It's the mental, you know, clarity of it all. It's all like, and things, and it's putting your body into the parasympathetic nervous system. Like you're then, ah, oh, I can relax. Now I can finally relax. That's right? the other piece I'll say is I, you know, I've talked about this very openly. I have a, a soup, I like to call it of anxiety. Okay. And so some of it is situational. Some of it is hormonal. Some of it is PTSD. Some of it is inherited. Okay. And at any given time, there's a little more of one than the other. 
and I love it. I treat it with compassion. I understand. I'm not even trying to quote cure it, but I will tell you that when I am in the power of mushrooms of psilocybin, it is the only time I get relief. I know fundamentally what it feels like to not be anxious. And that is such a gift to at least know that that's a possibility sometimes for me. And that also it helps me to appreciate how strong I am in the fact that every other moment I am, I am dealing with this low grade anxiety 24 seven. And yet I still show up. I still love, I still serve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's profound. You know, it's just like, it's, it's that just listening to that also for me to hear from you is just so, I mean, so many people are going through that. I mean, I don't even know anybody who isn't to some degree. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, just to hear that from you too, is like, Oh, thank God. She's like me, you know, thank God, you know, right. And it is about that. It's just about how do we figure out how to show up, you know, in the way that, um, is comforting for each one of us, you know, that we feel safe and, and, but the, the journey or the food or the supplements that, you know, I deal with always, I'm just trying to help people show up as well in that way, you know, just in their way that they feel like they're back in control of their life and their anxiety and their, you know, fears and their PTSDs. Cause we all have it. Y'all have right? it. So it's continual and will be continual now exactly. with the pandemic, it's even gotten worse for people because they haven't really dealt with it. And now they're starting to have to deal with it. Exactly. As a glo- I mean, it really is a global awakening to yeah. what isn't serving us, what isn't working on every type of level possible. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to mushrooms for Same. showing me hope. Because a big piece, if you're listening to this or you sent this to someone today because they're going through some sort of autoimmune, cancer, heavy shit, all right? I mean, let's just call it what it is. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I hope this episode gives you hope to know because if I could tell my, oh, if I could tell my sweet 27-year-old self nine years ago, I would tell her today that there is hope and that not every day will hurt like this and that her body will be safe again and that she can trust that she will have a life without pain. And it's really hard to hear those words, but if you just got diagnosed with Lyme, if you got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, if you got diagnosed with cancer, or you know somebody who is, or they're in remission, but they're constantly looking over their shoulder, I hope you send them this episode today because that's that's the power of Alyssa. You showing up in your full truth gives other women, humans permission to know that it's safe to have hope. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just some of my favorite books are about. Well, she just wrote a second book, Radical Remission by Kelly Turner. Yeah. She did her PhD with stage four cancer, how they healed holistically. And then she just wrote her second book called Radical Hope. I mean, I just, those two books, even if it's about cancer, but even if it's, if you don't have cancer, it's just, it is about, you know, really believing that you will heal, believing that you can get past these issues, um, whatever they might be, you know, it could be health or it could be a bad marriage or, you know, friendship that isn't working or 
you know, things can turn around and you can change them. I mean, we have so much power. I mean, the mushrooms also tell you, show you how much power you have too. That's why I love it. I feel like we, okay, I'm going to use an LA example here for a second, but let's just say that you're driving on the 10 freeway. All right. It is 5.15 in the afternoon. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. There's no greater hell on earth than 515 on any LA freeway. But the 10, the 10 is a special place in hell. And you have been driving that exact middle lane for so long. And that's what I think it feels like to have (laughs) a really serious illness. Okay. It's just, you're just freaking groundhog day on the 10 freeway at 515. All right. And then all of a sudden mushrooms show you the HOV lane. And suddenly, all right, I'm not saying that you get to go 65 even, but maybe you get to go 30. Maybe you even move, you know? <laughs> and you're like, Sorry. oh, wow. I'm trying See? not to laugh and talk because I don't want to interrupt you. No, go but talk. This is so right? good. This is so good. Such a good analogy. It really right? puts it into perspective. Because it really does, like clinically, scientifically, which is another part of why I love you, Alyssa, because you bring the science to the quote woo of the world. But like it genuinely helps to rewire your brain. It changes your neurotransmitters to show you other highways, other freeways and ways in your brain that change the path. And I don't know how to explain it, but tell me I'm not, tell me I'm wrong, Alyssa. It's like riding in the HOV lane and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. Now, were you capable of doing that without the mushrooms? Of course. Yes. Of course. But like, you know, it's pretty, it's tough shit out there being human. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, there's, you know, I think my next book is all about, you know, just really, um, sort of cleansing my physical ailments, my emotional, my spiritual and how I did it. Um, and it is, you know, I definitely did feel like I was on some good paths prior to the mushrooms as well with all the, you know, different people I met and the energy healers and the functional medicine people and the acupuncturists and you know, the food, the supplements, everything I was, the journaling, the energy healers that I was dealing with. I mean, it was a pretty beautiful path. Um, and the mushrooms just took me to the whole other, you know, level. Yeah. So, but before that I did, you know, not knowing about them, I still felt like I was on the right path and I was doing everything I could to get in that HOV lane <laughs> to, to fly down the freeway, you know, not just like stop and go. Go, stop um, and go. And there, but there were times, yeah. but there were times where it was the HOV lane was moving. And then also there was times when it stopped, right? So, and that's what happens in life as well. So even with the mushrooms, you know, there are times right now when things kind of halt. And mm-hmm. then there are times when it's freedom. I very rarely go back to the beginning of a story but yours is so powerful that I feel like we need to go back a little bit because to anyone listening, raise your hand at home, throw your loofah out of the shower, drop your car keys. If you're at the grocery store, if you're like, this is me. If you are a recovering perfectionist, type A overachiever, feel like you got to hustle for your worth, feel like you got burnt out in corporate in your twenties. And you're like, I can't do this any longer. There's got to be another way. If you're nodding right now, as Alyssa and I am, welcome to the club, because that's me and her for (laughs) sure. So walk me through your, you know, your 
rocking out, doing your best corporate ladder self, burning the midnight oil, all the usual, living on caffeine, all the fun things. And then yep. 32, 32, was it? 32. 32 hits. I was 27. You were 32. Yep. Woo. And I, I get diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And that was, yes, a big wake up call. Um, I was like, cancer wasn't in my family. So um, it was just like, in the word cancer scares you to death, even though you don't know what stage it's at. It's still like, oh my God, you know, you got cancer and you might die. Um, now knowing what I know now, after all these years, you know, it's not a death sentence, but the way the medical community treats you, it does feel like that. I wasn't healthy, like I was saying, growing up. So um, I had a low white blood cell count when I was born. They didn't know what to do, how to build and balance immune systems. So I just, you know, they kept saying just sleep and de-stress and try not to eat sugar was kind of the thing that they gave me. So I get cancer and um, they want to do chemo and radiation, freeze my eggs because I hadn't had kids yet. And the chemo just terrified me because of, you know, not always being healthy. And I thought the chemo might destroy my immune system. So I decided to do half the radiation and no chemo. My oncologist at the time really basically fired me because he said, you're not doing what I tell you to do. So I can't really treat you. So I had to find a radiologist that would do what I wanted and be on the same page with me, which was quite daunting at the time. Um, but what was really fascinating about this story is that I went to three doctors. The last one I didn't want to go to because I had seen two and that was enough for me. The third one that I went to in Los Angeles was a friend of a friend of mine and he sat me down and it was an early stage of hot tooth lymphoma. And I'll never forget this as, you know, this was the turning point for me. He asked me if I was happy in my life. He asked me if I loved what I did for a living. Am I in a happy marriage? You know? Are you really doing, you know, what fills you up? And I sat and hysterically cried in front of him because I didn't even know what happiness felt like or what it was, or, you know, I didn't feel happy when he asked me that question. I wasn't doing what filled me up and, you know, soulfully filled me up. And it was, I was, like you said, stressed, climbing the corporate ladder. All, that's all I knew and not sleeping well and just, not eating well, all of those things. And that was when he, when he said, you know what? A lot of this has to do with your emotional well-being, your mental well-being. And I was like, oh my God, no one was talking about that at the time. That's, That's like 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I've got to get my act together. And I, I went into therapy at the time mm -hmm. and I ended up going to do yoga and reading every self-help book I got my hands on. And it was just a beautiful like awakening. And I was really lucky. It was an early stage. So I ended up doing half the radiation and I was, I ended up being fine after that. I mean, I did get the hypothyroidism Hashimoto's because they radiated my thyroid, but I went on to have two girls, you know, so I did not without some, I had got anxiety and things came up for me after that as well. But um, the cancer never came back, thank God, knock on wood. And, you know, then my husband gets diagnosed 11 and a half years after my diagnosis and gets non-Hodges lymphoma. And he ends up doing the whole Western treatment, two bone marrow transplants in a year and a half, which is a little bit unheard of. 
And he ends up passing away of fungal pneumonia at 45 years old. So that was my next wake up call was like, holy shit. I have a 10 and seven year old at home. I have, they have two parents who had cancer. One passes away. I'm now their sole parent and I have to go back to work probably. You know, I have to get myself together health wise. I'm not feeling really strong. And, you know, it was a year and a half of battling the cancer with him. I'm massively tired. I'm exhausted and anxiety ridden and all of those things and scared to death, like thinking, holy shit, what's on the agenda for me next? And so that's when I went back to school to get certified in Eastern and Western nutrition, not thinking I was going to become a nutritionist, but I just wanted to learn for myself how to be healthy. And I wanted to teach my girls, if I needed to, how to teach them how to be healthy. And also I learned some trauma work. I did all kinds of healing modalities. Um, I started entering into energy healing, Reiki. I was just fascinated by all of it. And I didn't realize that it would become my calling because I'm a little obsessed with it now. I absolutely love everything about it. So, so it was really, really fun. And that's kind of how the story, you know, began. I graduated from my program. And then this friend of mine had brought Cafe Gratitude down from San Francisco. And she asked me to put a food delivery program together for her. And I did that for about four and a half years with Cafe Gratitude for five days. And I just handheld these cleansers and basically got all their ailments and looked up what was wrong with them and worked with functional doctors and sort of investigated stuff on my own and learned how to help them. And I also did a food delivery program for M Cafe and Erewhon at Earth Bar. And I kind of just got into this, just thrust into this environment, not knowing what the heck I was doing, but ended up really loving it. And here I am now doing my own you know, clients, I love, I love my clients. I love zooming with people, just like you were saying earlier about to give people hope yeah. is the best gift I could ever give anybody. Maybe they just get that they need to be hydrated or they maybe need to drink some green juices or get more vegetables on their plate. But the hope part of serving them is just magical. So um, I do that. And now I have my own cleanse for seven years. I've been like three weeks out of the month, we actually do service about 65 people. Now we're doing every week because it has become such a demand. And then I make these super seed bars. They're frozen, they're fresh, organic, and we ship them across the country every week too. So um, it's been a really fun journey as well. And I wouldn't take back any of the illnesses, any of those hardships that I went through. I mean, I wish my husband didn't pass away. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. but, man, did that make me stronger and more independent and to be able to stand on my own two feet. And I, I don't have to rely on anybody else. I have a beautiful man in my life for 13 years. Um, but I still feel really independent mm -hmm. from him. I hope to be with him for the rest of my life, but you know, I just, I was able to build my business and I think my, I was a good gift to give to my girls to know that you can be resilient and come out of something like that and actually even have a better life than you did prior. So Alyssa Goodman, <laughs> Alyssa Goodman, y'all, right? Right, y'all. I mean, <laughs> if that is not a beautiful freaking story, I don't know what is, but I'm going to pause and we're going to, we're going to rewind just for a second. I want to chat about some real real shit here. Okay. There's a moment. There's, there's two very big moments. I want to, I want to take back to 
you just overcame cancer, your husband, love of your life, father of your children gets cancer. Tell me about what that does to your nervous system, what that does to your psyche. Because I didn't realize for so long what that, how that imprinted in me that lasted a very long time, assuming not just about my health, but the other shoe could drop in any way. And I was almost waiting or expecting and self, I, I, I self-sabotaged relationships, experiences because I had such a, a stamp of grief, I would say from that experience. So can you walk me back yeah. about how, how you worked through that? I mean, that's some, that that's, he- I, I don't want to, it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. It was years. You know, I, yeah. I had already been in therapy, um, talk therapy for years. So Um, you know, I just, it, I feel like what helped me was right after he passed away, I met an energy healer who was really incredible. And that was something that really took me to the next level. She was able to like, really kind of go deeper into my psyche and my soul and, um, you know, my traumas and my PTSD and all of that. And she was able to help me like let those things go. I didn't let them go fully, but she did help me tap in and get to a place where I could release some of that, um, where I wasn't living in fear all the time and fight or flight mode consistently. Um, so that was my first entree, you know, into really trying to heal from it that having this energy healer who was incredible. I have one right now that I work with. I've worked with many over the years, um, intuitives, you know, that can tap in and really see past some of the, or look into the stories that you're telling yourself that aren't always true, that aren't, you think they're going to come true, but aren't, you know, you have no idea that they're potentially not going to come true. So it's your subconscious that it has been, you know, sort of fully downloaded by the age of seven. So anything that happens in there that has put you into a fear-based mode, it kind of stays there because we function 90 to 95% out of our subconscious So those first seven years are really important to be like, you know, happy, hopefully feel safe, you know, feel good about yourself, you know, not have any traumatic things happen, which most of us don't. So we always do have some of that. So we're always dealing with a little bit of that, but then there's other things in life that come along as well, that the little traumas or the big traumas that also impact that subconscious as well. And even, you know, make me, make you more fear-based. So I was pretty fear-based by the time he passed away. I mean, I didn't even know, I don't think I was functioning very well at all for about two years, um, trying to keep my feet on the ground. And it was rough. It was really, really rough. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to make it. Uh, just thinking about they, my girls being so young. And like you said, being in LA in this fast paced city, um, where every, where a lot of it was appearance And here I was a complete mess behind the scenes and my girls going to private school and, you know, just trying to keep up with everything. It was, it was, it was rough. So I think with the talk therapy, the energy healers, you know, just having a team of people that supported me was crucial through, you know, just seeing who I was and really loving me for who I was um, and not putting a lot of, you know, judgment on me was 
really important. And then trying to, you know, do that myself as well with everything that I was trying to do, um, with the people I was seeking out, you know, the help. I mean, when you're looking for certain things to happen in your life and they come your way, when you manifest them, you know, I was writing down all these things. I journal like crazy. You know, I would journal every morning about my anxieties and my fears about the day or what I thought was going to happen, even not in the day, but in my life. And when you write things on paper, as you know, Abby, you, you release them, right? You just, you are able to release them. So there was a ton of journaling. There was a ton of meditation. I got very big into yoga so that I would ground myself and get centered, you know, and really know how to take a breath and, you know, do my breath work and breathe and get myself back into that, you know, parasympathetic nervous system. So it was, it was intense. It was that two years, two, three years, it was pretty awful. And then things started to slowly, you know, unfold um, and things started to calm down a bit. But it's been, it, you know, it didn't really calm down fully, I would say, <laughs> until, until I was 58, until I did that mushroom journey. Um, I, you know, I wish, I guess I, I wish I had felt safer, you know, all those years up until 58 and more centered and more in love with myself. But I didn't ever know what that felt like or no one ever taught me how to go there um, growing up or, you know, even in my you know, young, my twenties or my thirties. So now it's really prevalent. I mean, now there are people like yourself really coaching and teaching people how to do that. There wasn't any of that before, right? Oh, heck no. And even just having a conversation like this where someone of your caliber, your stature in the world, right? But being like, yo, I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. It was awful. And that's okay. Like, yeah, uh, just even the permission to be like, I'm really fucking messy. I don't know when cleanup on aisle four is going to happen. It's probably not going to be for like years. And that's just what we're going to do. And just even getting to say that to a friend, I didn't, I'll be the first to admit, I absolutely was like, yeah, there's a fire happening in the kitchen, but like, it's a fine dining experience out in the front. And that is (laughs) exhausting. It is. It is. It just, there's, that is no way to live. No, you know, we could tell anybody out there, you, you really can't keep that up. That is going to make you ill. That is going That's to gonna like, make you ill. That's yep, going to create anxiety, going to create all kinds of health issues down the road. And what I love about you is your willingness to have, first off, to say it's okay to not be okay. You've always been very open about that. And I hope that you receive that. I still from, do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay that we are not okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the kitchen sink modality, because I'm really here for the kitchen sink. You know, I I love some Western stuff. I love some Eastern stuff. I love seasons of of things. Um, I did yoga every damn day, practically for 10 years. And it was one of the most transformative experiences. I've done EFT, um, which is like energy healing. That Mm -hmm. truly, I've talked about this on the podcast, healed my eating disorder in six weeks. I mean, done. It was gone. I still, I mean, please hear me. I believe I have massive body dysmorphia and I still have stories around eating, but I have eaten, like when I find the tendencies to come up, I don't know how else to say this, but like 
energy healing Reiki, like I can tap into that compassion space in me that goes, we don't do that anymore, Abs. Like you're safe, it's okay. That just like stamped it into my heart. Right, right. I, I just- I think that's the most critical and piece of advice that anyone could take away from this, you know, is to be able to, you know, to somehow find that place, whether it's with all these, these different modalities to have that place where, right, where you, where you can stamp it into your heart and you know, to go there, you know, you know, to revisit there. I mean, that is such a, an incredible gift to yourself. Um, like nothing else you could give yourself. Like that is it in a nutshell. I did that this morning. I mean, there was definitely some anxieties about some stuff that went on over the weekend. And I got up a little too early this morning and I was like, anxiously, my mind was starting to race. And I said to said the same thing that you say to yourself, you know, Alyssa, you're okay. You've got everything you need to get through all these situations. You know, you've got everything in your power to be able to, you know, just be who you are and forgive yourself for some of the things that you don't like in yourself. And, you know, just like be able to just calm yourself down um, and get back to what's really important is, was like, I went back to sleep and it was a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, instead of just being all anxious and up and nervous and like I've lived my whole life. I have two more questions for you. I so appreciate this time, this chat, this energy. There's a line that I say in my first TED talk that reminded me of of you deeply that I realized in my healing journey that you can lie to yourself, but your body will never lie to you. And my body was telling me for a consistent, I mean, like a good solid five, 10 years, like, yeah, this is not working abs. This is really hello, ding, ding. And then it was like knocking. And then it was like screaming abs. This is not working. And when I say not working, it was the food. It was the schedule. It was this obsession with being successful of how I wanted to be perceived in the world of hustling, of being perfect. I mean, there's so many pieces. And I talk very openly about what some of the things were for me of what my body was progressively telling me this isn't working. For yeah. someone listening right now, can you, can you share some major pieces of like, what is the whisper to the scream? Because not just in your lived experience, but also with thousands of clients from all types of life, what is the whisper to the scream? Do you mind kind of walking us through some of these, like your body's talking to you? Yeah, <laughs> you not at listen. all. <laughs> No, that's a really good question. Wow. No one's ever asked me that. I love that. Well, you know, I would say first and foremost that I deal with a ton of digestive issues. So, you know, everybody, everybody's talking about they're bloated. They're not, they don't feel good after they eat, you know, um, they're constipated is a huge one or they have diarrhea, but it's more the constipation thing. Ah which is just rampant these days. Um, you know, everything they eat bothers them. So digestion, you know, that is your second brain. It has like what, 200 million neurons in your digestive tract. I mean, it's pretty profound. So we don't think about really honoring and nurturing and nourishing our digestive system. So, you know, when your digestion isn't feeling good, that is the whisper to the scream that things aren't working. Maybe 
little too stressed, you know, not really nourishing yourself, whether it's nourishing yourself with food or nourishing yourself with self-love or, you know, any of those things or taking time for yourself just to take a break. Um, that is crucial. Like digestion is number one. And also the constipation issue is just, I can't believe not how rampant normal. it is. No, I really want to no. tell you at home. It is not normal not to poop. As Every somebody day. who faced this okay, <laughs> yes. for like a decade, that was my last thing when the DNA went in. I suddenly started pooping every day now. And I can't tell you, this is true story. Okay, one more thing, Alyssa Goodman, I have not shared on the podcast yet. I, <laughs> I love it. I bless my poop. I do. Every day. I, I'm going to have to do that. Uh, every day, I look down in the morning. Uh, first off, you know, check what's going on. The poop tells you a lot, right? Yeah. Alyssa does. will tell you that. So yep. I was like, oh, what's, what's happening inside today? Let's take a look. And then secondly, I bless it because I cannot tell you the amount of times I went to the hospital after not being able to poop for five days, oh, wow. 10 days, 12 days. And let me just also say, why does it always have to be a hot ass nurse every time? <laughs> why can't I have like 80 year old Olga like all up right. in there? No, yeah. I have to have hot ass Blake giving me an enema in the hospital like why oh my god every yeah um, namaste of course anyway, uh, of, of course. course of course so <laughs> i bless it every morning yeah I say, thank you so much i'm glad that i can release this this doesn't serve me i don't need this in my body i'm grateful that i'm healthy i'm safe to poop like i still have to rewire that story to this day so yeah there you go i, I bless my poop I'm going to take that. I'm going to bless my poop too. Cause I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I'll never forget one time I was with my mom at this, at uh, this health ranch, Rancho La Puerta. Remember that place, Rancho La Puerta yeah. in County Mexico. And, yeah. And for like seven days and I didn't go to the bathroom for seven days. And that was probably one of the, my worst times. And I got on the train to come back to LA and I was in the bathroom, the whole train ride, you know, it's, I don't think I've ever shared that either. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy. Actually, they functional doctors, people talking about these days going once a day is considered constipated. So yeah. we are supposed to go two and three times just, you know, yes, our intestines are a hell of a lot longer than an animal who goes right after they eat, but, um, we really are supposed to go more often than once. So that that's been a big thing. And we're supposed to fully eliminate, you know, when we don't go to the bathroom, we, we retoxify our body. It's crazy. So that's a very big, big, big one. Um, the other thing is I would say the anxiety one is pretty rampant and also has, you know, increased over the pandemic and with everything going on. So yes, you know, we, we do kind of probably operate with this low level anxiety, but the anxiety has become, you know, um, incapacitating, you know, people are not like being able to leave their house. They're not being able to sleep. Um, you know, they can't really connect with anybody because they're so anxious. So that's a big one too. Like that is the whisper to the scream as well as, you know, trying to figure out how to put yourself back into a more relaxed state, parasympathetic nervous system. Like I talked about, um, rest and digest mode where, you know, your body can really digest and nourish and absorb the nutrients that you're eating from the healthy food, but also your gut, you know, 90% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. So that's a big one as well. It goes right back to the gut as well, but anxiety has become very rampant. Um, and then brain fog is another one that is just really on the rise. 
um, as well. And that really is some, you know, a lot of times I see heavy metal, you know, high heavy metals with brain fog and all kinds of, you know, viral issues and pathogens talk, their body is toxic. So, you know, that those are things that I'm seeing a lot of, and that is your body, you know, really telling you like, okay, let's, you know, get a proper blood work done. Like that's another thing too. That's another one. Yeah. Functional doctors, integrative doctors are doing really full on great lab work. General practitioners really don't. So they're not digging deep into the root cause of why you have brain fog, why you have anxiety, you know, why your gut isn't working the way it should. So that's important as well is to like dig deeper and get to the root of why these things are happening for you. And knowing that you've got resources and places to support you in that healing journey. And that's why... I wanted to have you on because Alyssa really is like the best first stop. And I mean, this sincerely. So like, this is not an ad. I just, <laughs> I really sincerely mean this, that a lot of us feel like we're throwing our hands up, especially as women. We don't feel listened to by doctors. We know we're telling them our bodies, something's wrong. Something's not working. And they're like, at least in my case and in so many of my friends are just like, well, your panels say you're fine. So you're fine. And you're like, dude, I am not fine. Like this is not okay. And so someone like Alyssa having a safe place that you can feel heard and seen, and then also having real science. This is the other piece is like, I want to know the blood work. I want to like know what I'm working with. And so having someone that just gets to love on you and says, it's okay, you're safe. Let's start being like sleuths, you kind of have to be a detective of your own, like of your own body. Very true. You do that so well. So if, if that's you, or if you've got someone, um, that's, that's facing, honestly, like anything serious start here would be my best advice. I wish that I had known. So sweet of you. (laughs) I mean that though, like, you didn't know I was going to say that, but I'm, I mean that sincerely friend, because I think that it wouldn't, uh, for so many of us, it wouldn't progress if we had known to listen to the whispers of our body before they became screams. It doesn't have to. No, that's what's so cool these days. I mean, I guess it's, you know, we are a little bit on info overload with in the wellness world. Cause I know, you know, 10 years ago when I first began, it isn't anything like it is today. I mean, you walk into Erewhon in LA and you're like overloaded with, you know, the amount of products and the supplements and, you know, all the gluten-free and all the dairy-free stuff that are, there was only one dairy-free item or gluten-free item 10 years ago. So soy cheese, it was terrible y'all back in the day. I know. Soy lecithins, a process, you know, but now it's a little overload, but it also is pretty cool if you, you know, really do want to get to the bottom of something, you know, this, the resources are plentiful. You're right. There are phenomenal functional doctors, integrative acupuncturists, breathwork people, you know, intuitive healers, like whatever speaks to you, there are some really incredible people out there, coaches, you know, that will help you stay on the path, keep you going when you feel like you want to fall off because you don't feel like it's working. And to keep motivating you and to know that, you know, it is possible. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I always say like, you know, the body is miraculous. It can heal. You give it what it needs, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you will be the best version of yourself. 
I will almost end that on that note, but I feel like there's one piece that came up that I know that you're so uniquely able to speak to. Something that is so interesting that came up right as you were starting to talk about that. I know that there is someone out there. I don't know who needs to hear this, but there is someone who's saying that's good for everyone else, but I can't afford to stop, right? I have this fill in the blank, high powered job, tons of kids. Um, I'm needed. I, that's, if you tell me, I just need to rest and digest, like that's good for other people. But I work 60, 80, 100 hour weeks because I'm important. Hi, old version of me. <laughs> just going to say, is that you? Hi. <laughs> uh, what, would you, what would you say to that person? Let's end on that note because this, this the, the listener of these types of, of episodes, they're, they're badass people who are very busy and feel important. Yeah. That was me too. That was me. hundred percent. No shame in the game. I'm just saying like, what are you going to say to that person? That person, what I'd say to is that, you know, you can only keep going on that road and that way that, you know, so long until you hit a wall. And once you hit the wall, you know, your body is going to speak, yell and scream back at you and tell you, you're going to need to take a little time for yourself. You know, you're going to have to like sleep more and honor, you know, eat healthier and really, you know, finally maybe take a few supplements that are going to help keep the low inflammation low or, you know, just help in terms of keeping you calm and centered in a, uh, in a homeostasis place. So at some point you're going to hit the wall. So I think that, you know, it's important to not have to push yourself to hit the wall because the two of us hit the wall. And yes, I mean, we sitting here saying like, we're grateful that we learned from those lessons, but it is pretty cool to, you know, learn a little bit, you know, not to hit the wall so hard, I feel. Because I hit it really hard. Real hard. Crashed <laughs> on me. Crashed, right in, yeah. Right I into think that, that wall. You know, it just, I mean, why do you feel so compelled to work so much and to, you know, be so like on that path? There is something there that's, I feel like, you know, you're, you're not wanting to spend time with yourself or slow down and really see what's really there underneath the hood you know, so to speak. I mean, I think there's always reasons why um, women or men are just pushing themselves to the, you know, and not taking the time. They don't want to see what's there. They don't want to see some of the dark or unattractive things that they have to deal with. And I think that we do have to look at those. We have to embrace them. We have to love them. And that's where we give ourselves that, you know, calmness and peace when we embrace those sides of ourselves. Um, and that's what it's going to, you know, we, I feel like now work doesn't feel like work, probably the same thing for you. Same, yeah. It it doesn't feel stressful most of the time. I just, cause I love it so much. And I know when it's time to pull back and to take a breather most of the time, not all the time. So, but I just, I feel like, you know, I love it so much that it fuels me and to be, you know, most people that I talk to who are hard driving and ball busters and super successful at work, when you really, when I ask them on the phone, when I do a zoom call with them and I say, do you love yourself? And 99.9% say no. 
They don't, you know, they're, they're doing it for other reasons. That was me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no one's asked me that. No one asked me if I love myself, if, you know, if I really love who I am and do I love what I do for a living? Is it filling me up? All those questions that doctor asked me 30 years ago. Same with mine, by the way. Same with mine. Shout out to Dr. Sam. Ask me Mm. that just gut-wrenching question. Do you even like yourself? Do you like your life? And it was a resounding fuck no. And, you know, I'll have to have you back on. We have to have a whole, uh, (laughs) y'all, right? We have to have a whole conversation around your emotions and how those turn into disease. But- Oh God, I I know. Yeah, but I hope if nothing else, from this episode that you take away hope that you take away that you deserve to love yourself in your life, that healing is possible and that it's okay to be messy and start by working with Alyssa Goodman because <laughs> she's kind of a badass. She kind of knows what she's talking about. And all I gotta say is that you are truly a beautiful human inside and out. And it is an honor to be in your energy. Thank you for this time. Oh, the feelings are mutual. So it's just so fun to be able to, when I saw your name come up, you know, on my on Instagram and then the email, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love her. And we haven't even spoken in a while. So and to have that energy still be there and that feeling be there was like, wow, that was, in, that's intense. Yeah. You're so like, I mean, just a warm hug energy all the time. This is Alyssa all the time. <laughs> thank you. You are thank too. You. Thank you. I really appreciate this. I really, I love being able to be on your podcast and, um, and to speak to the women you speak to, because I think you're pretty badass and fantastic at what you do. And even though I didn't get a chance, we did work a little bit together those years past. I asked you for that help, you know, to do, to do what you do so well, Mm -hmm. um, speak and present yourself in such a beautiful way. Um, that was fun doing that with you. So, yeah. Yeah, I received that too. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast with me, Abby Gibb. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And it would mean the world if you leave a review so others know how kick-ass these episodes are. And I'm a real person over on Instagram, so tag me in an IG story at Abby Gibb and let me know what landed in your heart the most today. Thanks again for listening.